Welcome to Rob Evans 365 day number 101 and today we've got a special guest and I've been talking about Elizabeth, I mean, you don't even know this, I've been talking about you on the, the 365. And so Elizabeth is with me and we're just in between sessions right now and I thought we would have a little bit of a chat. I'm going to interview Elizabeth so you can find out a little bit about her. So say hi Elizabeth. Hi podcast. <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell us a bit about you so everybody can learn about you. All right. Um, no, let me just preface that by saying <laughs> last time I asked this question was um, Mary in the Philippines and she told me all the personal details about herself and not telling me the work history, you know, kind of thing. So don't tell me. She said, oh, well, I've got two kids. Uh, I am legally married, but I'm, I'm now divorced and <laughs> this. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. So not that stuff. Okay. Just, um, yeah, what you do, what you're doing now and what you're going to do with me. Yep. Um, so I'm 25. I've been working in the emergency department for three years as a nurse, um, and now I'm training to be a personal trainer with you. Yes, awesome. So, um, so you're going to do a traineeship, and oh, there's a couple of interesting things. Um, so you're doing it through Australian Fitness Academy. Yes, Australian it? Fitness Academy. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned in a podcast uh, a few days ago that. Uh, I'd signed uh, a partnering agreement with the Australian Institute of Fitness and um, they said that you know, anyone I refer to them, they you, you know, get that's up to $1,000 of scholarship. But then you told me that <laughs> <laughs> the Australian Fitness Academy was like half price. Half the price of the AI. Yeah, yeah. which that's just terrible, isn't it? There should be some sort of regulations around around that so you start uh what's today i start on Today's, the 15th so in 11 days uh, yeah oh, look at you 11 yeah. days that's exciting <laughs> uh and it la it's it's online isn't it so how you've got well i have 24 months to complete it yeah. but he said average between i'll kick your butt if you take 20 <laughs> it'll take two years <laughs> um he said you could do it between from six months is like the quickest Okay. But normally six to ten months. So I'm going to aim for the six months and see how I go. <laughs> yeah, good. Good, 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 good. Yeah, sweet. So I have um, been involved with somebody who's done work experience. Yeah, you know, the work placement that you have to do. You have to do a little bit, I think, as part three. We have to do 30 hours, 32 in the first part three and 34 in part four. That's something a like weird that. number of hours, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she was doing the cert four and she wanted to do the last 20 hours with me. And that was my first experience with the Australian Fitness Academy. And, yeah, I was impressed. It was um, the, the volume of the content seemed to be quite good. So I think you should get, get a lot out of it. But I think, uh, obviously, you'll be in an advantage having, you know, working in, in here. We're in the studio at the moment, um, working in here at the same time. Yeah. Because where you've got to learn it all theoretically and then come in somewhere to try and do stuff, it makes it really hard. And especially because you'll know the clients too as we're doing stuff, it'll make yeah. it easier. Because I think some of the things that she had to do, um, you know, like take a new client, for instance, create a new program. Yeah. And I said to the fitness academy, I said, I'm not going to let the like, student take my client. <laughs> a student take a brand new client and create, you know, a session that the client has paid for, for them yeah. to experiment. I said, <laughs> I, 
I said to them, that's not an appropriate thing to have someone do. Yeah. I said, it's different if you've got a friend doing it and they're pretending to be a client, but to do a real client where they're paid for the session and you get them to experiment on it. And it was like three like sessions oh, okay. that they had to do, you know, like a fit, or mate, you could do different people, like a fitness assessment and these other things. And I said, oh, that's not on all doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we did something different. But um, yeah, so I think that'll be a, a good experience. Yeah, I'm excited. For you. Yeah, so um, so an ED nurse. So you must have some fun in there. What's um, how long have you been doing that? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Or can you tell without revealing any privacy details here? What's the uh, the scariest thing you've had? Um, probably uncontrolled rage. We have a lot of what we call code grace. Um, which is violence towards us physically and verbally. Most of the time it's verbally, but it escalates to physically pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but we have security on staff. So we have, if you call a code grey, you get like six security guards within like a second. So you're a always, second? They're like, they're like very quick. hovering around They there, actually they? literally are one second away. And so they get the call and they run to you. And if okay. they're slow, then it's more upsetting. Um, but probably... So that's drug-induced normally, Drug-induced or mental health uncontrolled, mm. usually. Or just someone's just a bad person. Yeah. Um, so a lot of code greys are probably pretty pretty bad. Like, people just uncontrollably come towards you and are screaming and all that mm. sort of stuff. That sounds exciting. So what, um, <laughs> what are these six security dudes do? They stand in front of me and I say, you need to stop. And then eventually, if they don't, they get... Controlled by security. <laughs> okay. Oh, I remember my grandfather. This is probably not legal to do anymore. But um, so, how old would I have been? I don't know. So probably thirty years ago. And uh, he, I was a very stubborn guy, and he used to um, want to get out of the hospital bed. He was in there twice because he had hip replacements, and um, they had to tie him down. Mm. You can still restrain. But there's a lot of legal protocol behind restraining and you don't just tie someone down. Just for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a last resort situation and there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. So when um, yeah, we were going through an interview process, you mentioned something that was uh, quite interesting in terms of uh, why you wanted to transition out of um, nursing and into this. Do you remember what you said? Oh, you no. made it up on the spot. Oh, no. Because I like to see where people ended up. Yeah, And that's how right. they process through. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. an ED, they disappear. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. And so you either think that they... We hope that they ended up well. But if they're in a shit situation, then... Um, There's no swearing on the 365. <laughs> in a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I think you'd said to me that like the maximum time they're usually in there is probably like eight hours or like your shift or whatever. Eight hours, so yes, then that's shift, yeah. That's all you've got and then you may not never see them. Hopefully in some ways that you yeah, don't see them. Yeah, you always say, um, hope to not see you again when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't yeah. want them to come back very deep. Mm, mm. So what do you think is uh yeah, well, you've been training with a few clients here. Uh what do you think is the what will it bring to you, do you think, in being able to see that, you know, you, you're forming a relationship with the client? And... I think you'll have a lot more satisfaction behind the work because you can see that what you've done is actually making some sort of change, whether it be physically or mentally. 
Um, whereas before you would make a change and then they'd go and you would have no idea if they kept up the change mm. or if whatever you did fix them forever or for you know a week and then they'll back. Mm. Whereas here you can watch them as they go and hopefully fix multiple parts of their lives. Yeah, this just made me think of something else. So when <laughs> obviously you've been in ED for three years, how? Oh, what's the best way to ask this question? Just in terms of like your your view, because you're healthy yourself and you're, you've got to focus on it, what percentage do you reckon the people come in and you just say, wow, these are just in really unhealthy? Now, I know you're in ED, so that could be anything. It could yeah. be me. It could be me falling down. It could be a car accident or anything. But over that three years, do you reckon, have you, do you see a trend that the people that you see that generally you think, wow, these people are just getting bigger or they're more unhealthy or they're just... Yeah, so I'd say that about 80% of all my clients or patients that come through are overweight. Mm. I'd say pretty much every patient that comes through is overweight unless I'm working in... So there's different parts of the department. Mm. An area called Fast Track, which is like broken bones, um, cuts, quick fixes. Yeah. They are not always... They tend to be less overweight because it tends to be physical accidents that bring them there. Yeah. But in the main department, pretty much everyone's overweight and it really okay. affects them. So in life-saving stuff like um, intubating, it's yeah. a lot more difficult if someone is overweight. And it gets harder and harder so that, the heavier they for are. For those that don't know, that's putting the tube down tube the down, throat sorry, to help, help them maintain breathe. their airway. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, do they, so are they in there in ED because of that or they're just in there for something else and Usually they are Usually they're overweight. in there because of that. So shortness of breath okay. or like fluid on their lungs, heart attacks, strokes, a lot of that is caused by So are we talking obesity. elderly or? No, not really. 50s. Yeah. Most of my most of the patients are probably say are above forty, um, okay. and then over overweight would be and there's a lot in their sixties. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's disturbing, isn't it? And it's it's interesting that I've noticed since I've been in, well it's come ten ten years it'll be next year that I've been running my business full time, and the nature of the clients that come to me are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, um so the. The biggest client I've had has been 215 kilos. Yeah. Really big guy. Uh, but even this year, oh, geez, I've lost count of the number of clients, that ladies that have needed to lose 40, 50 plus kilos. Yeah. Um, whereas when I first started, it was normally 5 to 15. Mm. And now it's just it's so common. And every now and then I'll have a client that needs to lose 70 to 100, got a client and they said it was 100, yeah. 100 kilos. What's considered to be our normal is a lot bigger than what was considered to be normal like 10 years ago. So mm. we're kind of allowing people to be overweight and not questioning it because more people are overweight. So being overweight is more normal than being fit. Mm. And it's interesting when I was like growing up as a, a kid, you know, that, that's where the three meals a day came from. Mm. And if you look at the... The lifestyles that we had back then to the bodies that we had to to what we have now, um, the three meals a day, well, what are we talking? Say 50s, 60s. So, so the war, the, last, the Second World War was in 1945, something like that. So then as you head into the 50s, the, you know, recovering from that like worldwide economic issues and so forth. Um, when was the, the Depression? It was in the 30s, I think. 1939 or something like that and then there was the war uh and then you know by the time we got to the 50s 60s like my parents weren't weren't wealthy their parents weren't wealthy and everything that um 
uh, I suppose that, that we did didn't involve much expense. So uh, we had bikes, so we rode everywhere. If we were going on a holiday, we would drive in the car to somewhere, normally not interstate, but we would drive somewhere, you know, for a holiday, which might be camping or staying in something really cheap. Um, the, when it came to meals and so forth, it was really just three meals a day because that's what could be afforded. Yeah. And there might be some snacks in between, but it, it was normally something that was cheap to bake. Like mum used to bake, and but that was the era. You look at the old, um, the old cookbooks and stuff, and it's got all that kind of stuff that we would just say, "Oh wow, that looks a bit heavy." Um, <laughs> but that's just what was done back then. And um, one of the other things is, uh, so you'd often have leftovers. Let's just say that. Um, so my grandparents they used to do like the Sunday roast. Yeah. You know, like it was normally a lamb or something like that. The next day, what was left over was cut up, and they'd make shepherd's pie. Um, and so a lot of the, the meals that were made were made. Do, do you know what I mean? Like homemade? Yeah. So, so using, uh, you know, that they were probably veggies out of the garden. For instance, we had a, a really big veggie garden. Um, and so there was more time gone into preparing that kind of stuff as opposed to what do we do now? It's like, you know, you're buying, uh, you know, already processed, highly... Um, contaminated with preservatives. Know, yeah, preserve. That's the word. Yeah. Well, preservatives and salt and fats and that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're we're just in a completely different era, and we were more active because we kind of had to to be. I mean, we we didn't have phones. We, the phone was attached to a wall. Yeah, it was bolted <laughs> to something in the middle of a street somewhere. You know, there there were no mobile phones, so there was no um, like when I grew up, there was no computers like to, you know, sit in front of and, you know, play games and that kind of stuff. That, that stuff didn't exist. Um, so, so many of the things now that we have just didn't exist then. So we yeah. therefore had to be doing other things, which was normally like sport. I didn't play sport, but I'd be outside doing something, yeah. you know, physical. Whereas now it's like, don't go outside, you know, because you're too far away from the house or, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. So it's, I think it's interesting the way that we now live and grow up and it's having these consequences which you see in the ho- in the hospital yeah and i see in here i think it's a lot of acceptance though like we choose like we can mm. still do everything the way that we used to but we choose it's easier to sit in front of a tv or sit in front of an ipad or a phone or not yeah and i think um our next client's about to come in so i have to <laughs> finish this soon um i think it's uh, also, the environment you surround yourself in too. Like I've I've done this on a three six five before, where you have, um, you know, the uh, the overweight client that their whole circle of friends and family are overweight as well. Yeah. I was like, you got to get into a new circle because you're always going to stay the same unless you you choose to step out of there. Uh, so I think Matt's about to come in, so we better finish this. So that was a, a brief fifteen minute uh, overview of you. I'm really excited about having you on board. <laughs> Um, because it's going to help free me up to do some more marketing to get you busier yeah. and get some more clients. <laughs> I think you're yeah, absolutely spot on. The the long-term relationship that you can have from a client and the client we just um, finished with, Leanne. Um, so Leanne, I was talking about she's lost 10 kilos and just the quality of life that she now has by virtue of the work that I've been doing with her nutrition and her training. Uh, it's just she's a completely different person and like that's 
why we do what we do it like it's it's such a beautiful thing like in your position um being an ed nurse you can save someone's life and well there's no greater gift that you can give somebody than save their <laughs> life is there but um it's then then you don't know what happens with them in yeah. this way you get to really form that connection with them and um you know take them on a longer a longer journey which is so much more rewarding for you but seeing how it impacts them as well so um yeah, I'm excited. I'm sure you're going to really love it. I'm excited too. And um, yeah, see, see what um, I guess other things that you can get out of life by you know <laughs> by virtue of this job. I mean, I, I love what I do, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be in the same position. So, thank you for your time today. Thank you. I'm sure we'll have to get you here on a, on another day. <laughs> All right, that's us for today. Oh, now hang on. I, I always give homework at the end, except the weekend. So what homework can we get people to do? Here's a, here's a good one. So when was the, when was the moment, because we aren't, this has only happened fairly recently, when was the moment for you that you said, yeah, I'm going to do this? How long ago? Or what made yeah. me believe that I was going to do it? Yeah, yeah. So the idea of PT has been in your head for quite some time, hasn't it? Like yeah. years? A few years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why now? What what was it that you said? I said, well, ever since training with you, I've always wanted to do it, never had somebody guiding me properly. So since training with you, I gained heaps more confidence in thinking that I could definitely do this. So it's probably, oh, I've been training with Rob for about eight months. So probably the last month to two months, I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. So what was the moment, though? This is always a moment. I just got to go and answer the door. You can, you just pretend I'm here. And, <laughs> you know that moment when you say, "That's it." Oh, I think um, I told my um, my mum and my dad and my best friend, and my mum literally fell over, and she was just like, "Yep, yeah, that's a hundred percent what you should do." Um, she's had this idea for about two years that me and my husband should open up our own gym and that he should run it and I should do the training side. Um, so it was always coming from that a little bit. I know I missed that. You can jump in. <laughs> this is Elizabeth. Hey, how are you going? So what did you Good. say? Um, well, you're going to have it doubled up if I tell oh, no, you okay, now. <laughs> Give me a summary. Um... I was saying how that I told mum, dad and Renee about it, that I had been thinking about it and if I should make the jump into PT from nursing. And my mum basically just like fell over. She was like, yeah, 100%, go, go. Um, And then for like the last, I don't know, two years or so, she was saying that Gavin and I should open up a gym and he should run the outside of it and I would run like the classes and the PT and all that sort of stuff. So that was always her idea. So the outside of it, like, as in like the marketing and <laughs> the marketing and stuff. Yeah, okay. And then bring people in, and I would just be there, and be like, "Hey, let's go work out." Yeah, okay. All right, sweet. Yeah, because we only talked about it. What I did. Three weeks if ago. you remember, I mentioned it. Yes. The first meeting we ever had. Yes, I remember you. You'd said, and I thought, um, because you've got such a you know, bubbly personality, I thought, oh, she should be really good with that. But I thought. I thought, well, I've spoken to people about it before. Yeah. And then they've got really excited and then nothing's ever really fired through because they're, you know, they haven't been sort of action takers, I suppose. I thought, no, I won't say anything. Um, and then when I told you about it being advertised, yeah. you're like, 
Oh, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. When we first met, I would eat a bag of like healthy chips for lunch, though. I didn't have my nutrition very good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we talk about what you did on your recent birthday? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, that's great. All right, well, we're going to finish now, so we're about to start with Matt. And uh, thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks. Uh, we will, um, we'll catch you again on another 365. All right. I thought we didn't give any homework after all that. <laughs> that, that was the idea, to give some homework. Um, mm. Mm. Let's just say no homework for today. I've got to go. All right, bye.